Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. You have a great power at your disposal to either build your husband up, to build that man up, or you can tear him down through the words that you say. Most men I found, I find feel neglected at home and they feel neglected on the job. Build him up. Build him up. Build him up with the words that you say. Build him up. My goodness, if he forgets to put his drawers in the clothes hamper, don't kill him. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Thank you so much once again for joining us. We know the Lord has a relevant word that will challenge and help you grow in your walk with Christ. And remember to hear this message again and uh, to hear more messages on the Kingdom Rock Network. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. And while you are there, make sure you give into the ministry. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, just give into the ministry because as you give, people live. Thank you so much for your giving. We really do appreciate you. Amen. Oh, and don't forget to give us, um, send, click the contact button and let us know who you are and where you're from and how we can be praying with you. And we will be praying for you. All right. We love you guys. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, get into today's message. And we're actually going to go into Romans, the first chapter, Romans 1, uh, verse 18, all the way down, I believe, to the end of the chapter, maybe verse 32 or so. I'm not sure whether we will be getting to all of it today, but we will definitely start on it today. And we're going to be talking about the coming storm. This is a highly prophetic message. If we would say that uh, this would be a clock, a, a watch, it would show you where you are at this moment, where our society is at this very moment. And this is such a very powerful um, scripture that we just can't run through it. We have to, we're going to have to take it line by line in order to really get the full meat of it, in order to get the full um, understanding of it. This is one of those scriptures that if you just look at it on the surface, people can really run with it the wrong way. So I want to encourage you just to walk through this with me. Just walk through with me. And the Lord will let you see really where we are at this moment in our society, in our world, and where we're going in the very immediate future. All right? So we're going to go ahead and read. We're going to start here with verses um, Romans 1, verse 18 through 20. We're going to read this out of the New Living Translation. You can read it whatever translation you like. It says here in verse number 18, Romans 1, verse 18 uh, through 20, it says, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Verse 19, they know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. I want to start at verse number 18 once again. Verse 18 says again, 
But God shows his anger, his wrath. God shows his anger. And it actually is going to let us see what this anger or wrath is. So make a note of that in your notes, what have you. Uh, write down a question. What does God's anger or wrath look like? Make, make the note of that. What does God's anger or wrath look like? You're going to find this here. It says, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people. If there was a period right there, we'd be in trouble because we've all been sinful and wicked. I can't get no talking online community. I heard only one person. Now I hear more. If God had put a period there, we'd be in trouble. But he says, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who, suppre who suppress. Suppress means to hold back. Right? Who suppress or hold back the truth by their wickedness. Could also be interpreted. Or who by their wickedness prevent the truth from being known. Or by their wicked actions, they prevent the world from knowing, prevent people from knowing the truth. You, you hearing? All right. So this is not an accident. You don't suppress something by accident. And you have to know what truth is in order to suppress it. So there are people in this world who know truth or at the least are familiar with truth enough that they can recognize it and say, we're not going to allow this to be heard or seen. And they're doing this through their wickedness. Now, we're going to talk about that. Now, there are true two, I would say, major groups that know truth. One, of course, we would say is the church. Secondly, of course, all the world, all the world should know the truth about God. As we just read, the Lord has made it very clear. Uh, through the things that he's made, you see his invisible qualities, right? So we'll just say for right now, we'll talk about the leaders, the leaders of society, the leaders of this world system. And you will find some hallmarks of this as it relates to the false church, false teaching, false dogma. We're going to see this. Let's talk first of all about the society, about the world, because our society, the unsaved, the world, they have a form of the truth. They are familiar, at least, with the truth. Now, how is society going to suppress truth? How is our society going to suppress truth? Well, one way you see, I'll give you a number of ways. They will, they will begin to do this, or the world, or Satan, will begin to do this through the abundance of anti-God media. Anti-God media uh, campaigns, movies, radio, social media. Anti-God, anti-Christ. They're suppressing truth. They know what truth is, but they don't want you to hear it. Don't want you to see it. Now, another way that the, the devil or the enemy, the world system, is going to suppress truth is that it has to take away the defenders. It has to take away the protectors. Now, by and large, God made man, mankind, men, 
to be protectors, protectors of their family, protectors of their home. Uh, he made us to be uh, teachers and guides and watchmen. So the enemy knows that in order for him to bring about this anti-God world, anti-Christ world, he will have to first emasculate the men, make them weak, make them weak. He'll have to show the superiority of women. Now, nothing against you ladies. Hallelujah. But he'll have to show the superiority of women. You'll notice that in many of the movies today, especially most superhero movies, you will see that there are a lot of women that are beating up the little men. You'll find that in many films. Or you'll see that men appear to be a weak, a joke. Uh, you'll find that a lot on some of the uh, uh, cartoons and some of these other streaming platforms. You'll find that the men are, you know, just jokes, uh, just comedy. But the person who really runs the home is the woman. The person who's really ahead, the head of the house is the woman, not the man. Now, understand something. Please hear me. Please hear me. If the, if the, if the man, if the husband of the house is not godly, if he's not following Christ, Ladies, you better step up. But you first step up praying for him so that he may be the man that God has called him to be. So that he may be the protector that God has called him to be. So that he may be the provider that God has called him to be. Now, if you already have a man in the house that is a protector, that is a good man, a good godly man, then what we need to do is continue to honor him. You work against the devil you work against the devil when you begin to honor that man, when you begin to honor that father. Because even as Reverend James prayed this morning, there are so many men that feel emasculated, weakened, that feel out of place, that have lost their identity. And the devil's working really hard at this, really hard to strike the image of a man. And you see this in our society today, because even he'll strike them so hard, emasculate them so much that they will begin to think that they're women. Because when the man is out of the way, when the man is out of the way, then the enemy can come on through the home. Then the wife, then the mother has to face these burdens that she was never intended to face. And she was never intended to endure because he is out of the way. And let me tell you this, ladies, you have a great power at your disposal to either build your husband up, to build that man up, or you can tear him down through the words that you say. Most men, I, found, I find, feel neglected at home, and they feel neglected on the job. Build him up. Build him up. Build him up with the words that you say. Build him up. My goodness, if he forgets to put his drawers in the clothes hamper, don't kill him. Not speaking by experience, you understand. But build him up. Are you hearing? You can build him up or you can tear him down, mainly by the words that you say, by the actions that you perform. Find out his love language. What is his love language? What is his love language? 
and begin to focus on that love language. You can build him up, build that protector up, build that guide up, build that watchman up, build him up. Hallelujah. But again, this is one of the ways that the enemy is suppressing truth. First of all, he's going to deal with that man. Get the men of the society out the way. If you can't, if you can't emasculate him, how about put him in jail? How about deal with him uh, in sexual sins and perversions? Get him, get the man out of the way. Cause him to lose his identity. Now, remember that, uh, and this is falsely said so many times. I hear so many people say it's because of, we're in this mess because of Eve. I would say to you, ma'am, sir, you don't know your Bible. It was not Eve. Eve did eat the forbidden fruit, but nothing happened until Adam came in agreement with it. And Adam had full knowledge of what was going on. The woman was deceived, but Adam was not deceived. He knew. He knew. So, we can thank great-great-great-grandfather Adam. Stop blaming great-great-great-grandmama Eve. Stop blaming big mama. She had her part, yes. But Adam could have stopped this thing. Baby, you ate it. Oh, my goodness. Daddy, daddy, daddy God, what are we going to do about this? Because you said she's going to die, right? I don't want her to die. How, how are we going to fix this? Get man out of the way. Then the enemy comes in. So the Bible says again that truth would be suppressed by wickedness. So we see, again, by popular culture, movies, television, all these things, all these things will teach you. The enemy will teach our society to say and to think the same thing. Its goal is to create a new sense of morality that is devoid of God and without the gospel of Christ. In this culture, everything and anything rather or anyone that does not line up with this thinking or that dares to think differently will be considered um, intolerant. They say you're intolerant. What do you mean? We, what do you mean I can't have uh, two moms at home or two dads at home? What, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Oh, you're old fashioned. You believe in the traditional family, but don't you understand that mankind is evolving? If you refuse to think that way, you will be labeled intolerant. You'll be labeled hateful, a bigot, prejudice, or sometimes even worse. They want you to accept their beliefs without question. But when you don't believe or, or conform to their beliefs, again, you will be labeled something negative. This culture is suppressing truth. It's suppressing truth. And remember, if you ever want to know if something is right, if you're ever doubtful if something is right, if a cultural thing is, is right or not, then do the global test. Do, do a global test. And ask the question, what if everybody did it? 
You say, I don't, it's okay to, to lie. It's okay. Well, what if everyone lied across the planet? What would happen? Society would crumble. I'm sure there'd be a lot more murders, a lot more divorce and all this stuff if everybody lied. But what if everybody told the truth? Right? What if everybody, uh, what if everyone said, you know what? What if everyone decided to have unions with same sex across the planet, across the globe? Everybody decide to do it. What would happen to the human race in the, in the span of years? We would go away, right? So just do, the, just do the global test. If you ever wanted to see whether something is right or wrong, how would it affect the planet? How would it affect the human race? How would it affect it if everybody did it? Right. If it doesn't work out, do you know that there's there's a flaw in that thinking? All right. So, again, they want you to believe without question of what they're saying is true. And when you don't agree with it and you're going to be labeled as hateful, a bigot or prejudice and all these things. Now, God loves all people. Let me make that clear. God loves all people, all people. He wants everyone to be saved. But what we're after it's not the person, but it is the system that hovers over us that tries to bully us into submission. That tries to force you to think like it thinks. It is the system that is flawed. The Bible says that Satan is the God of this world system. He's not the God of the planet. God owns the planet. It is the system that the devil is involved in. It is a system that he controls and he's using this media to cause people to think a certain way. You see this globally throughout everything, throughout books, even children's books, to think the same way, to think the same thought. And if you think contrary to this, then you will be labeled as intolerant, as hateful, as bigot, old fashioned. Are you with me? If you want to know if something is right or wrong, take the global test. What if everybody did it? What if everybody was kind and loving? What kind of planet would we have? My goodness. We wouldn't be afraid to go somewhere else because somebody might jack my car up. And they say if they were kind and loving, they wouldn't do that. What if, if would that work with society? Will that work? What if everybody was a gossip? Oh, my goodness. What would happen then to the, the whole world? Right? Take a global picture. To this, God says, and Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 1 and 2, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship God. Verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let, God's, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and perfect and acceptable. Don't be conformed to the culture. 
Let God's word still be the center of your thinking. Stand firm upon what he said. Hallelujah. Now, again, this is not to say you can go around pointing fingers at people. Because when you point your finger at them, you might as well point four more back at yourself. Are you hearing? But this is for you to know what's going on now. And you relate to others in love. Being the Christ in their lives. Being the example. Being the Bible. Some people will never come to church. They never read your Bible. They may never see Christ. But you must be that to them. Are you hearing? So we said that there are two groups that have the truth. We said one was the world that has a form of truth, and we're going to continue to look at that. But the other is also a part of the church who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Now, this wickedness comes in shape. We'll see this as a hypocrisy. Number one, let's look at hypocrisy. Let's look at Romans, the second chapter. We were just in Romans, the first chapter. Let's go jump over one chapter. Romans, the second chapter. Verse number 20 through 24. You've got to see this. These are a group of people that say, we know we have all the answers. We have the truth. We have it. We know it. We have the truth. Well, let's look what happens here. Romans, the second chapter, verse 20 says, you think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God, for you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Verse 21 well then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn uh, idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scripture says the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. So by their wickedness, they suppress truth. You can't really preach against something when you're doing it yourself. You know, see somebody say, don't, don't, um, don't drink, don't get drunk. And you're sloppy drunk on Sunday night. Are you hearing it just doesn't work. By their actions, they suppress the truth. Now, the truth will also be suppressed in the false church by, or rather because of prophet. Because of prophet. They won't say things or do things because of the money. Jesus talked about this in Mark, the seventh chapter, Mark 7, verse 9 through 13. And it says this out of the King James Version. He said to them, all too, uh, all too well, you reject the command of God, that is, reject the truth, that you may keep your traditions. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father and father or mother, whatever profit you might uh, have received from me is Corbin. That is a gift to God. That is, listen, these people don't want to give to their parents. Back in Bible times, they didn't have social security and all of that stuff. The children grew up and they supported the parents. 
But here's where children or now grown adults that did not want to support their parents anymore. So they would go to the priest and the priest would tell them, hey, just vow, vow a certain amount of money to God. And when you vow that money to God, which, of course, the money comes into the church, which goes into the priest. Just give that money to the church and then you won't have to pay your parents anymore. You won't support them anymore. Just tell them it's Corbin. It's a gift to God. Mom, dad, sorry. I vowed this to God. And the priest would say, you know what? You're good now. You don't, don't worry about it. Are you hearing? It says in verse number 12, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect through your, through your tradition, which you have handed down. And many such things you do. The Bible says that if you don't take care of them in verse number 10, let him, one more time, it says, uh, he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. Let him be put to death. But you say, you ain't got to be put to death, bro. This grieves me a little bit. Throw me a little bit over here. Bow it to God. Give it to me. So because of prophet, they suppress the truth. You got me? Let's look at 2 Timothy. Here's another deadly example of this. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 4. It says, 2 Timothy, fourth chapter, verse 1 through 4. It says, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. You understand we're in that time, right? Whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Verse 3, for the time is coming, and it is right now actually, for the time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching or sound doctrine. They will, I want you to understand this, they will, who, who is it they? The people will. Let's go back to verse number four, uh, three again. It says, for the time is coming when people, say people, say people. Now what people he's talking about? He's talking about church folk. Got me? For the time is coming when people, say church folk. Okay, for the time will come when people or church folk will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. No one hear it. They will. Who's the they? The church folk, the people. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. In other words, they will promote those teachers who will give them good feel-good messages, who will give them, teach them prosperity doctrines, who will let them off the hook. You don't have to take care of your parents. Just slide us a little bit. Just slide me a little bit. We'll be all right. Making the word of God of no effect, right? They will promote people. They will go to their social media sites, like, 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 like. They will go to their events. They will lift these teachers up. You see this? People want to hear this. So 
Huh, they like this. They like this. So I need to preach this. I need to preach this. Right? It says they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth. You see this? They will reject the truth and chase after myths. So the truth will be suppressed in the false church because they don't want to hear it. And they will let people, they will seek after people who will tell them what they want to hear. They'll leave church A, leave church B, because church A, church B, teaching sound doctrine, telling them how to live right, how to do things right. They'll leave that. I don't want to hear that. But they'll go over to the place that's a feel good, that makes me feel good, that doesn't challenge my walk with Christ. Got me? They will reject truth. They will suppress truth and chase after myths. Now, here again, we're still talking about uh, verse 18. Y'all hang with me. Y'all stay with me. Still talking from verse 18. It says, for God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, by their wickedness. So we've talked so far, suppressing truth by media, suppressing truth uh, in the culture by um, music and movies and emasculating the men, right? Uh, suppressing truth by money because of money, um, suppressing truth by their lifestyles, being hypocrites about that sort of stuff, right? God says, don't follow the culture, follow his word. And now we see that there's a generation raising up that does not want the truth, that will reject the truth because they have their own things in mind. Now let's go back to Romans 1. Still talking about this group of people, right? Romans 1 verse 21 says, yes, they know God, but they won't worship him as God. The word worship there means to glorify or praise. Yes, they know God. Again, you can't suppress something that you don't know. Yes, they know God, but they won't worship him as God or even give thanks or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Listen to this now. Still talking about that, that whole generation, that culture that suppresses truth. Who are these people that suppress truth and why? It says they know God, but they refuse to worship him. In other words, they refuse to acknowledge him. Refuse to acknowledge him. They refuse to honor him, praise him, or give him thanks. As a result, they become idolatrous. In other words, they begin to form God in their own image after their own likeness. They begin to think about foolish things of what God is like. They know God. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. no. God is like this. This is God. And we're going to worship him. Just like they're in the book of Exodus, uh, where when the children of Israel came out of the land of Egypt and Moses went up into the mountain uh, to get the word of God, get the truth, get the Ten Commandments, Aaron and the other priests began to build a golden calf. And they told the people, these be your gods. 
This is the one that brought you up out of Egypt. There was a shifting. Once you see this, there's a shifting. There is a changing. Now, as a result of them not even acknowledging God, won't even praise him, they slip into idolatry. They make their own God. You see this. They're making their own God. And this is the state of our culture today. People walk in darkness and they don't know what is real or what is true. They say things like truth, you know, it all depends on the person. They say truth is relative. You have a truth. I have a truth. We have a truth. There's no such thing as absolute truth. But when you say to them, what is two plus two? Four, you sure that's truth? Is that your truth or my truth? Which one is true there? If there is no absolute truth, if you have a truth, I have a truth, they have a truth. This is my truth. Truth is absolute. Truth is God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Truth is absolute. It is God. All truth is God is of God. Now, there's people that say, I got mine and you got yours. But that's something altogether different. Are you with me? So they live. So the Bible says in verse number 21 again, they refuse to acknowledge God. And, and they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like as a result, as a result of their idolatry. As a, re- as a result of them no longer acknowledging God, their minds became dark and confused. You see that? They stop acknowledging God, mm, don't want to praise him, don't want to even think about him. They made themselves another God. As a result of that, their minds were affected, becoming dark and confused, which is the current state of where we are right now. Now, God prophesies about this as well in Isaiah, the 60th chapter, Isaiah 60, verse number one, two, and three. This is a prophecy. This is where you come in, child of God. This is where you come in here. The Bible says here, arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Look at verse number two. Verse number two says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Do you see this? It says, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Why is the darkness coming? Why is the darkness coming upon the earth? Why is gross darkness coming upon the people? Why? I'm glad you asked, because they refuse to acknowledge God. They refuse to praise God, and they make up ideas. They make their own God, and it affects their mind. It affects their thinking. They become dark and confused, but the Lord says, in that climate, you will begin to shine. In that climate, the Lord said, but arise, shine. This is that prophetic part right now. God says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. 
because there are a lot of people in this culture that is not subscribing to this wickedness, but they are confused because of what leaders in our society are saying. They're confused because of what's coming through media. They're confused because of what's on social media. And they say, this is not right. This is not right. There is darkness and confusion. They don't know what is right, what is wrong. They don't know if they're a girl, if they're a boy. They have no idea what's going on in the world. God says, in this climate, in this confusion, I will send you in. And the light of God will shine on you. And you will be a beacon of hope. You will be a light in the midst of darkness. And you will give them stability. And you will show them their identity. And they will be able to rule in life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Still, Now, we're still talking about those who by their wickedness suppress the truth in these last days. Are y'all see with me? Now, let's go back to Romans 1 again. We're going to go back. We're, we're going line by line, going further down. So the last we talked about, people were rejecting God, right? They were rejecting him. They were making up their own God. And they became dark and confused in verse number 22, claiming to be wise. They instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. That's another hallmark of this society. They claim to have the worldly, the ungodly claim to have the superior knowledge. We have well, we know the Big Bang. We know about evolution. We all came from this primordial, primordial ooze. We just happened. What made the Big Bang? It just happened. Out of nothing came everything. That's what we believe. Out of nothing came absolutely everything that you see. Out of absolutely nothing, there was no mind, there was no divine thing. It's all a cosmic accident. We just happen to come here. Everything just happens to come together. Interesting. Interesting. If we go down the street and on one side of the street, there are a lot of quarters. Uh, quarters, nickels and dimes, pennies and change, and it's all you know, spread out all around the ground. It's just sprawled out everywhere. We would come upon that and say, you know, somebody must have dropped these. But if we go on the other side of the street and we see a stack of quarters, all neat, and a stack of nickels, a stack of dimes, and a stack of pennies, all in order, all in nice form, stacked there together. We would conclude somebody put that there. Because that does not just occur. That order does not just happen by accident. Your body is orderly. The universe is orderly. The way the earth is positioned from the sun is orderly. Too close, we burn up. Too far away, we'd be just a big ice ball. Just everything is orderly. The DNA in your body, so orderly. At this universe, so orderly. It could not have just happened by an accident. And if someone says, what about the Big Bang? But every Big Bang needs a big banger. Someone to initiate it. 
Are you hearing? So they claim to have superior intelligence. There are atheists that will argue you down and say, your religion is stupid. It's dumb. Religion is stupid. It's opiate for the masses. Say to you, well, how is your life? How is your life? Are you hearing? They say they have the superior intellect and scientific reasoning. They have created their, their, their gods of or their idols of technology. This, that's their idols they serve. They got their serve. They serve technology. Their idols of technology, idols of money, idols of sex. And they declare to the generation, again, like they said there in Exodus, the uh, 32nd chapter, these be your gods. Serve technology. We're going to make you to a better human. Human 2.0. We're going to put computer chips in your brain. Going to make you better. Going to make you better. We're going to do all this for you. We're going to give you hawk DNA and animal DNA. Make you stronger. Yeah! All these are things that these with superior intellect are saying that we need to be. They say we need to evolve. Mankind is evolving. Let's hurry it along now. Let's get your superpower. So they claim to be wise, verse 22, they claim to be wise. Instead, be, instead they became, um, they became uh, utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. Yeah, let's look at uh, verse 24. So God abandoned them. Are you seeing this? So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's body. You say, God abandoned them? Let me tell you something. They abandoned God way before God abandoned them. Way before. So God abandoned them. And notice what happened after God abandoned them. Sexual sins increase without restraint. The hallmark of this society, you'll see this, sexual sins increase without restraint. So here's the thing again. Those who suppress the truth by their wickedness, they don't want you to know what is true. In order for them to suppress truth, they're going to have to suppress anything that speaks against it. And when you speak against their beliefs, and it's not, again, the people, it's the society, it's the world, it's this cloud that is descending upon people, bullying them to act and think a certain way. What we see among the people, the darkness that is covering them, is a result of this cloud that hangs over this teaching that comes through movies and it comes through uh, social media, this, this uh, comes through influencers. They say you're old-fashioned. They say you're a bigot. You're, you're a hypocrite. What do you mean Jesus is the only way to get to God? What do you mean by all of that? What do you mean by all of that? All of this crushing coming in on you. And God said in this light, as they make their own gods, 
In this light, the Lord said, I'll send you in with a word. I'll send you in with apologetics. I'll send you in and you'll show them the truth. You'll go in with the power of God, with the presence of God in that dark and evil climate, showing those that, that, are, that are lost, showing those that are confused what the truth is and who they really are. Because so many are forsaking their identity, their God-given identity, looking for something else. They have rejected the self, rejected what God has made them in pursuit of something else that does not exist. Are you still with me? We're almost done. So again, verse 24, it says, So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired as a result. They did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. Again, after the Lord steps, they're unrestrained. And we said before the very beginning, the wrath of God is poured out. The anger of God is revealed. Well, how does the wrath look? How does his anger look? We see here it looks like when he steps back. When he lets you do what you, what your heart desires. One indication of the wrath of God, the anger of God, is when he steps back. And as he steps back, what was in them comes to light. Let's look at uh, Romans, very next verse, verse 25. I want you to see what I call the great trade. And we'll stop, may have to stop here today, the great trade. It says, they what? They traded the truth about God for a lie. They traded or they exchanged or changed the truth of God for a lie. So they worshiped and served. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. So they exchanged the truth for a lie. They exchanged it. I know what is truth, but devil, I see your lie. Now, this is a, this is a focal point of a world truly in transition. The Antichrist is soon to come on the scene. This trading is how the enemy, how the Antichrist is going to come in. This trading. Now listen, they exchange the truth for a lie. This is the only way that society can dive deeper into a godless society. They have to exchange truths for a lie. They must convince people that what, what, that what was considered wrong in the past is now right. This can only be accomplished by removing the moral standards from society. They must remove God's purpose, desire, and design for humanity. They must tear down the belief that man was formed in the image and likeness of God and build up a new image that man can be formed in the image of whatever he chooses. He gets to decide how he wants to be. In other words, they must silence truth in those who present it. And for this to work, they have to blast lies. 
They must silence. The enemy must silence truth and blast lies. And if you tell a lie long enough, it begins to sound like the truth. Now, I need some people who are going to help me do this right quick. I need uh, let me get three adults, three adults come up here right here. You're going to be brave. Three adults, you're going to be on TV. I'm going to make you famous. Three adults right here. And we're going to actually, we're going to actually act this out. All right, come on up here, James. Come on up here. Hallelujah. Come on up here, Todd. Come on up here. All right, Gio, come on. I'm going to make these people famous. Y'all stand over here. Stand right here. Stand close to this end. There we go. Face me. Right, come on over here. Face me. There we go. Waiting for our third man. He's coming. He, he is coming around the corner when he comes. Come on back over a little bit, Jim. All right, here we go. Now, they will be a picture of the world. Now, they're not the world. Picture of it. We're going to act this thing out. In order for truth to be suppressed, a, the lie must be blasted. Now, I can say something that is true, but if they speak so loud and their voices are everywhere, it's harder for you to hear me. One way to suppress the truth is the blasting of a lie. Now, I will say today is Sunday. You say today is Friday. Okay. Y'all say, y'all say it loud. Yeah. Y'all together. Today is Friday. Today is Friday. All right. And I'm going to say today is Sunday. All right. Let's go. Today is Sunday. 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 It's Sunday. It's Sunday. All right. All right. Well, there you have it. Give the Lord a hand of praise for this. Great job. <laughs> Do you see how they suppress the truth? Now, was what I saying correct? Today is Sunday. But if you get enough people to say it's Friday, and it's everybody saying it's Friday, everybody on your job is saying it's Friday, you see it on TV, it's Friday, you begin to wonder, is it is it is it is it Friday? Is it Friday? You begin to check your phone, check your watch. Is it, is it really? Is it really Sunday? Maybe it is. If enough people say it long enough and loud enough, it begins to change the culture. Now, I was still saying truth. I was still proclaiming truth. But it was being suppressed. Until the light comes. When the Lord releases his light upon the body, then people begin to notice, hey, there's something about you. Maybe it is Sunday. Are you understanding? Let's go ahead and close this thing out here. Romans 1, let's go back to Romans 1. We're going to read all the way down to the end now. Verse 26 says, now we did all that for you to see who is suppressing truth. All right. Verse 26 says, that is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women 
turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulge in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sex, sexual relations with women, burn with lust for each other. Men did shameful things uh, with, with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty, penalty they deserved. Verse 28, since they <clears throat> thought it foolish to acknowledge God. You see this again. Since they, since they thought it was foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Verse 29. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder. All these things are in the society now. There's a release of this in society. Why? Because the, a lie was exchanged for the truth. So all of this pours into society. All of this pours into it. Say, people are so hateful these days. They seem like they keep all this shooting and all this killing and all this murder and all these things. It's poured into society. Why? Because the, a lie was exchanged for the truth. It says uh, they are... Let me start. They were murder and uh, quarreling, uh, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backbiters, haters of God, uh, in, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. Don't want to listen to the last generation. Don't want to listen to the last generation. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. Verse 32, they know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Now notice, now I'm really closing. Hang with me, okay? Can you hang with me? Notice the climate. Haters and and all that stuff and hateful people and all this evil that's going on around me, it's going on around because truth is suppressed in wickedness and it's coming down upon the people. Now society is full of it. The climate is set for the return of the Lord. Let me tell you again, the climate is set for the return of the Lord. How do I know that? Genesis, the sixth chapter, look at Genesis, sixth chapter. Genesis 6, verse 5 through 8 says this, And the Lord saw how evil humans had become on the earth all day long. Their deepest thoughts were nothing but evil. The Lord was sorry that he had made humans on the earth, and he was brokenhearted. So he said, I will wipe off the face of the earth these humans that I created. I will wipe all, I will wipe out uh, none, rather, I will wipe out not only humans, but also domestic animals, crawling animals and birds. I am sorry that I made them, but the Lord saw, but the Lord was pleased with Noah. The climate was set for wrath to be poured out. And in Noah's day, it was poured out with flood. God won't be flooding the earth anymore. He promised that. But what, what is said is that he's coming. Listen, we talked about in, first, in Romans, the first chapter, 
It's that whole, it's that evil climate as it was, the same thing as it was in the day of Noah, that evil climate. Now, last Matthew 24. Matthew 24, listen to this. Matthew 24, verse 37 through 39, it says, when the Son of Man comes again, it will be exactly like the days of Noah. When Jesus comes again, it will be exactly like the days of Noah. In the days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, and getting married until the day that Noah went into the ship. They were not aware of what was happening until the flood came and swept them and swept all of them away. That is how it will be when the Son of Man comes again. So I'm telling you, the climate is all ready for the return of the Lord. God does not want anybody to perish. So he's sending in his people, the believers, as ambassadors of truth, standing on truth as light, not beating people on the head with it. Why would you do something as crazy as that? No, don't cast your pearls before swine. If people don't want to hear it, don't say it. Pray for him and move on. You shine your light. Let them see Christ revealed in you, in your lifestyle. Let them see him, even in your hardness. Let them see Christ revealed in your crushing. Let them hear Christ in your, in your speech and, and in your mannerisms as you are truly devoted to the truth. You can't ignore, it cannot be ignored, the light of God that will shine through you. And when the Lord opens the door, Share truth. This is what he said. This is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. When he offers you doors of opportunity, then speak. Then say it forth. Be filled with God's word so that you may release it. You, remember, you are taught to teach. You are fed to feed. You are comforted to bring comfort to others. Now is your time. This is the time that the light of God shines upon you because there is a coming storm. And the Lord is going to rescue many people before he comes for his church. Many people. And I know that you will be a part of that, of, of that wave of his glory that is sending in the earth. As you stand for truth, again, not beating people with it. As you stand for truth, you don't need to beat people with truth. Truth is truth and it will stand by its own merit. Are you understanding? Let God use you to be a light. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day and for what you've given and what you have said to us. Lord, we pray that we would be the light. We would be salt and light in the earth today. And Lord, I pray that you would give your people wisdom as to how to speak to their neighbors, how to speak to their friends. Father, I pray for open doors of opportunity that the people will hear. Lord, that we would shine light in the midst of their darkness because they're already in darkness. They're already so confused. Help us, Lord, to bring clarity and wisdom to them through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us to know what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. Help us to know when the door is open and when the door is closed. When we have closed doors, give us the words to say even in prayer as we, as we attempt to love them as you love them. Lord, we give you praise today when we release this word to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.